Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Fine Cock Podcast. I'm your host, Flav, godfather of the movement against modern football. I'm joined tonight by Bardi, Ricky and T. We reflect on the Palace defeat. We discuss why T doesn't drink carling, why Bardi doesn't smoke cigarettes anymore. Windy drops that motherfucking knowledge once again. 
We provide an update of the No Wank 2015, the No Hashtag No Fat 2015. Burnley and Sunderland are previewed. Would you pay more for your ticket to keep your star player? And would you let the scum gangbang your mum? <laughs> Episode 23, Season 4 of the Fighting Cop Podcast. Welcome, gentlemen. Good evening. Good Hello. Evening. Hello. Slightly a little more downcast podcast this week. Nah, fuck that. Nah, fuck that, you feeling alright? Yeah, I'm alright. I'm still not over it. Are you, are you, I'm very good at getting over results. I can generally just fucking just think, fuck it off. But for this this one, for some reason, I think it might be partly down to the fact that Pardew's face needs to be smashed in so badly by me. Or... That that it, the hope that the kind of the Spurs being given that little glimmer of just likelihood that we might, if not qualify for the Champions League, finish third or win the league or win the league, or win the league. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it, it isn't hasn't been snatched away. It's not it's not any different to really how it was before the Palace game, but it just doesn't feel as good after we've lost. It's harder to get optimistic. I'm alright. Flesh wound. <laughs> Flesh wound. Who have we got today then, Flav? Yeah, I, was, I, was gonna, I, I thought I, I thought Ricky or Barty might come back with something. No, no, fuck no, it. no. Yeah. Save, we're saving our analysis. Right, yeah. Keeping it joint. Ricky, how are you, son? Good, mate. Good. How are you? Not too bad. First day at nursery today for the kid. Yeah, first. Yeah, first uh, day at preschool. Congratulations. Cheers. It's a, it's a strange feeling seeing your uh, child eventually go to school and a lot. First of all, I can't believe that I created a child, created two, which is fucking <laughs> mental. Yeah. Uh, and then I have to teach this child stuff to, you know, get her streetwise like her old man. <laughs> um, and now she's she's going to school. I mean, like, I made sure, you know, packed the essentials for her. Uh, apple, sandwich, flick knife. She's set. Mean streets of Milton Kings, you don't know. Yeah. Uh, Barty, how are you, mate? Struggling, but I'm, I'm OK. Oh, you've given up smoking? Um, I was sick. I was sick the start of the new year, and I didn't smoke for the first few days. So I thought, "Fuck it, I'm going to see how long I can go." So now I'm 12 days without smoking, and I've been okay because I've been living in like a cave. I haven't gone out. T- today's the first day I've had beer, and it's really affected me. It might you look, last. You look quite angry. I'm really. I, I, I'm dizzy. I've got <laughs> stomach cramps. I'm. I've got this um, app from the NHS which you you download, and then if you're feeling stressed, it, it, there's like meditative, um, there's like meditation on it. Yeah. So on Saturday, when I was really angry and I just finished eating two giant packs of two, of um, Till's crisps, I started I had to listen to the um, meditative. App. What flavour? Um, there were the salt salt and balsamic vinegar. Kind oh, of they're, s- they're fucking popcorn as a bollocks. Was, yeah, mate. Fuck me. Uh, but you, oh, you eat the sour cream. <laughs> and the I can't have I can't have that one. Yeah, shit. Oh, oh. What's going on with you? Because I'm a vegan, I can't have <laughs> the sour cream and jalapeno. It's it so unfair. Sounds so it's weird. So dust. To, to hear a, a, a tea go because I'm a vegan. Like a vegan like, for a month. Like, <laughs> like it's nothing to get the old cholesterol down. Yeah, yeah, you know. It's what is the deal? Why you become vegan? Um, I don't know. I've always fancied giving it a go, and veganuary provided me with the challenge to to do so. I've not craved craved uh, meat as such, but at the Palace game at half time. Um, you know, normally have a beer at half time. 
and everyone's drinking Carling, and Carling is one of the beers that I can't have. What, so I remember, I remember to straight explain to drunk men why I can't drink. <laughs> why I can't drink. And it's like, it's, it's like they're just all glazed over. It says, tea has a drink. I said, no, I can't. Why not? You know, because I'm doing this vegan thing. Tea has a drink. Why can't you have it? I repeat myself over and over and over again. Why, why so, couldn't you have, like, a cider or a glass of wine or something? Mate, you know, this is... Have you been to a football game? It's not like a whole range of, like, they, ales they and sell, European... They sell wine and Why cider, couldn't you drink beer? I can't drink carding. No, some, some beers have, like... Some sort of animal animal extract or process that involves animals in the really? production of the beer, yeah. Like Guinness, is that one? Yeah, yeah London Pride. Fuck yeah. this. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Um, so we've got a couple of things to announce. Um, not announce, but sort of update. Uh, we're doing the 1882 at Burnley, but before that, Wolves, fourth round FA Cup, FA Youth Cup, Thursday, the 22nd of January. Dagenham and Redbridge is ground. Uh, we're meeting in the Hamilton Hall pub in Liverpool Street at 5pm. It's Thursday night. Uh, it's two days after Sheffield United. Um, there's a poster, Pixel Chap, at Pixel Chap, is designed for us again. We posted it up on Twitter today, which is Monday. It's on Facebook. All the details are on there. Get involved, come down, have a beer, sing song, get involved in supporting the youth. And I doubt they're expecting it. And hopefully they're, they'll react well to it. It's always great fun. I'm not going to go over old ground, I feel like I say the same thing every time I mention 1882, but it really is quality, evening out, going down, it's terracing as well. Rain. It's only 2,200 seats, the rest are terracing. Should be awesome. Uh, Yeah, and then Burnley on the, well, next Wednesday. Wednesday coming. Yeah, the block is practically sold out. It's like, I don't know, 30, 20, 20, 30 tickets left. They're holding in the front. Right at the bot- bottom, so yeah, it's, um, it's it's good. We don't really have to push it again. Yeah, I mean, um, the rest of the stadium hasn't sounded terribly well, but it should be a good game. Also, it's not televised and you can't stream it, so if you can get a ticket and you haven't done, then do so. Is yeah, true? Even though I'm not going. It's not going to be on again. I'm saying um, it's not televised. You know, the FA Cup have got different rules, haven't they? So you can't oh, get streams, so I don't think it's televised anyway. And that's part of the reason why we didn't get Burnley the first time, probably. Yeah, last week, Monday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, and uh, the, you know last week we were talking about the t- uh, selfie stick and we yeah. thought we'd come up with this idea about how to get it banned by using the safety rules for good rather yeah. than just the pedantry that it's usually used for. Um, and someone beat us to it, a guy on Twitter called Liam CSWY. He emailed the club explaining, I didn't read the letter, but explaining yeah. the safety implications yeah. of have, allowing selfie sticks into the stadium and they got banned. It was amazing, it was like... This is glorious, this is beautiful. It was beautiful. Did you see people even moaning about, like... Like with, like with the fun police. Fun police, but if holding a selfie stick is fun, what, I mean, it, it, is that what they're getting at? I mean, it's, you're denying people the chance to take selfies. But the thing is, selfie sticks are quite dangerous. They're banned, or you can't take them in your hand luggage, you can't take them up the Empire State Building either, mm. I heard, from people who have selfie sticks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, but that was fantastic and it was funny and, and the reaction and then the scum followed suit. I was a bit gutted about that. Yeah, there, there, there's a picture of that um, the tourist yeah. having, having those confiscated. But then there was a too bad, too good on match of the day too. Showed um, showed a gooner using a selfie stick in the stadium. Oh, we've got so to get their name and number. How do you reckon they smuggled it in? God knows. I dread to think. I'd love to say, but I can't. Anus. Yeah. <laughs> I was saying the fanny. Is that what we're getting at? It was a boy and a girl, so... And he's funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds... <laughs> All right, Palace. Um, yeah, so I, I alluded to the fact that I 
didn't feel great after the game. I wasn't so much... Again, I weren't angry at the result. As you've said a few times, T, these things are going to happen. We don't have to worry too much when they do. You know, United got beat by Southampton at home. And we will have games where we don't perform well. But I came out of it just really angry. And I think it was mainly Pardew. I just hate him so much. For me, this is, this is the first time in a while, and Flav, you know how deflated and how uh, yeah. angst I get when Spurs lose. This is the first time that I didn't feel as deflated, and I think it was, actually, I'm, I'm going to say right now, that first time I listened to the podcast that I wasn't on, well, I don't listen to them anyway, but yeah. like January 2015, <laughs> listened to it, and what T was saying, T has softened the blow for me, of saying, we are going to win, but we are going to lose some games as well, and, you know, it's kind of like, you have to lose those games to progress, mm. and it's it's only been however many months, and you know we're still learning as a team and as a squad, and learning things, and and these things will come up, and you just can't lose heart, and you just got to carry on. And I th- I think for me the performance wasn't a diabolical performance where I thought this is horrendous. I have no idea what's going on. There's no direction, no creativity, no. No, no click, no spark, and it just, you know, I, I went back to T's, T's words of wisdom <laughs> and let it be. Good grief, how do I follow that? Um, I'm actually in good spirits because I don't really remember the game. Um, I was quite drunk, so um, a lot a lot of it's a blur, but um, but no, we went to go up, and I believe he subbed off Townsend for Kapoor at that point. That was a bit of a weird move, and it seemed to hand the impetus back to them. So from that view, I mean, maybe the defeat was avoidable, but but it's one of those things. I mean, is a pla- is 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 the um, is the average going to be the Chelsea game? Is the average going to be the Palace game? I mean, we we will talk about in a bit that we're missing Ben Taleb and Mason, and somewhere hope- between those two, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully we'll find hopefully we'll find a way to you know combat that. Yeah, I think the average will be between the two, but what? I've taken away the, um, all the bullshit from Pardew and what upset me about Palace. What upset me the most about Spurs is it kind of rang home exactly where we are, that we have a pretty decent eleven that on their day can destroy Chelsea. But outside of that, the players lack Soldado, Capu, Dembele. They don't, have, they don't have what it takes to be Spurs players under Pochettino. You know when you're a child and you know you get something good and you're all happy you're on top of the world and then someone like this says, you know what, he's actually getting too big for his boots. Let's just yank him back. <laughs> That's Tottenham Hotspur in a nutshell. And after the Chelsea game, you know, we was all giving it large. I mean, I was as well. And then this guy was like, you know what, you're getting too big for your boots, but let's just, let's just pack it in, yeah? Yeah. You know? or, or you get given, like, night trainers for Christmas. Exactly. You, go, you go to school for the first day back at school and someone else has got, like, even better pair. Or everyone just christens you. That's what they do. Well, your mum puts you in a gola shirt as well as the night shirt. <laughs> Here's your night trainers, but you're wearing the gola shirt as well. There you go. Just keep you grounded. <laughs> I remember my mum once, she gave me um, a pair of... Do you remember those LA gear trainers? Yeah. They're little up. They're little up. I sent them back. She was really happy. She was, thought she'd done something really good for me. And she's like, I bought these amazing trainers for you. They light up, and I was like, fuck yeah. And I looked at them, they were pink and they were red bits, and they flashed. I remember, like, and it had like shit. a woven side. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, they were bad. They were terrible. Bad, bad shoes. Didn't wear them. <laughs> <laughs> so I was putting that out there. <laughs> <laughs> God. I follow that out back to football. <laughs> <laughs> but um, <clears throat> like with this kind of uh, partnership of Vertonghen and Fazio, um, and kind of our form at the moment, good good away from home. 
everything's going going really well, and obviously the result against Chelsea, and then you come against Palace, who is, Palace is a hard place to go to. I mean, it's an old-fashioned stadium. They've got really good support. Um, it can be, you know, quite intimidating, and they also had that added bonus of the new manager syndrome, and you know, Spurs. Have come across so many teams that have just acquired a new manager or a special player, and they always perform against Spurs. It's just the way it is. For me, it feels like more of one of a, you know, just a blip, just one of those one-off kind of. I, I think we'll kick on from this again. Um, funny enough, we've got West Brom in a couple of weeks, and they've got a new manager as well. So, <laughs> so, so that'd be fun. Um, yeah, the, I, I think, like you say, you look at it, and it's really a kind of dodgy penalty decision. That Two. To yeah, what you, I, I I was really drunk. So I don't remember <laughs> the Harry the Harry Kane that oh. didn't happen, and then uh, the, then the one that we gave when that, that they gave. Oh, I can't even remember the. I can one. when I watched the Harry Kane one live, I thought he went down a bit easy. Yeah, but then it was when right I saw, in front of me, as right front of me, yeah. I thought he dived as well. But when I saw the replay, it looked like a penalty. But when I saw the Stambouli one, the first time I saw it in live, I thought it was a penalty. So I So I. I'm not defending the referee, but you can understand why he made that mistake. Well, actually, you can defend the referee, and everyone can, because when I saw it live, I thought dead cert penalty. Yeah. When you look back at it, it wasn't a penalty. There's even the argument that it could have been, because the player went over quite easily, but I'm not even sure Stambouli really touched but him. But the thing is, Stambouli shouldn't... He shouldn't have committed himself. It was a strange tackle, no. given he his... He opened the door for that He's behind him as well. Yeah, yeah. given his position, and, and, and who was it who, who took over? Ledley. Ledley. Yeah, so, I mean... Given his position, he shouldn't have attempted that. And Ledley was running into the centre, and I think Vertonghen and Fazio were nearby as well. It was, it was, it was rash. It was just a big clusterfuck. Everything about yeah. that goal, wasn't it? And well, I mean, the, de- the decisions. I mean, if the Harry Kane one doesn't get given, which it didn't, it's not, it's not a massive talk of point. He made the most of it. I mean, if he just went down normally, then it might have been given. But he really did make a lot of it. And that's what made it look like a dive. He made a lot of the Chelsea one as well. I th- what well, <clears throat> I think um, Harry Kane's was more of a penalty than Ledley's with actual contact. And yeah. I think, I, I don't know who it was who fouled Kane, but his leg came across Kane's leg and kind of tripped him up. And, yeah, he kind of uh, made a bit of a meal of it. But um, the the Ledley penalty, again, like you, you boys were just saying, it took me six or seven times to look and closer, slow it down and keep going. And... Like Ledley, kind of, he went down expecting the impact of Stambouli, and it, and it never came. And then he, like the slightest bit of contact, but I think he was already going down, and because he was expecting it, and the penalty was given. And uh, you know, we can sit here and debate and say, yeah, it was a penalty. No, it wasn't. But at that split second in a live football game, and everything's so quick, yeah. and you see the way that he felt. It, you know, it's, it looks like all the all the kind of. Pieces went in f- to give that penalty. It just doesn't matter, does it? It doesn't matter how many times. No. But once it's given, once if it looks like it in like, I mean, when you can tell a dive's been made and, and then it gets given, you can be angry. But generally, in, in like in that instance, as we just said, it looked like a penalty to me. Yeah. And I wasn't surprised when it was given. There was only one and camera angle I think that showed it wasn't a penalty. Well, and the nerves weren't appealing yeah. either. So. And the only the only time when talking about an incident over and over again after the fact is if, if it's like a red card that needs to be rescinded or something like that yeah but it do- doesn't matter whether it was a penalty or not the fact that is w- it looked like a penalty that was a strange thing that it, that was a, if the referee thought it was a penalty he should have he should have probably booked Stambouli 
So that, that's where that's where the little bit of doubt comes into it, that maybe the referee wasn't completely convinced because a tackle from behind that brings someone down without getting the ball, this, this yellow card at least. Yeah, you're right. And that's where the doubt comes in and the consistency with the referee, the problems that and he, he had. And he didn't touch the ball, did he? Yeah, I, I don't think it didn't look like he did, no. OK. Um, there was a lot of talk about Pardew. Um, what's Pardew talking about? Um, I don't really want to talk about him. It just makes me angry. There's all kinds of things I want to say that I'll get in trouble for saying, so I'm just going to... Ignore the fact that he exists forever. Um, ben Taleb, obviously missing. He's gone off to the African Nations. And we definitely look like a different team in midfield. Stambouli, as much as I want him to do well, I think he's slow. He didn't do too badly during the game. I thought he, I thought he was all right. I didn't think he was too bad. He wasn't I thought too bad. Dembele was horrendous. And I thought um, I thought Kapu, when he came on, was, was diabolical as well. Someone um, said to me that apparently, I think Ferdinand, Les Ferdinand said that Dembele gets up for the big games where against the, against the smaller teams he tends to kind of phone it in and I think the Palace game is probably an example of, of just that. I mean, I, during the game I was thinking back to when Dembele first joined us and did I imagine that he was really good or was it Sandro that was even better that no. carried him no, or was Dembele that, was he that direct and that purposeful he was, on he, the ball? He was replacing Modric so he was bought as our replacement to Modric but, so you can imagine how massive those shoes but are. But he's rubbish at the moment he's playing terrible. He looks nothing like I the player we I don't think bought. he's rubbish at the moment because he was good against Chelsea. I don't think he, I don't, yeah I don't think he's rubbish but I don't think he looks anything like the player we, we bought. But he all. was good against Chelsea with, alongside Bentaleb. It was Bentaleb carrying him like Sandro carried him. I, 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 can't, but, I can't remember. Well it, it was, he was in a 4-4-2 so perhaps he's suited better to that system and he's much deeper in that it, it, currently you know in this, this sort of double pivot as Wendy calls it. So, Pincer. A pin, the pincer. Yeah, the pincer. <laughs> Is that what you call it? <laughs> That's what Windy called it. The pincher. Yeah. <laughs> Going back to the uh, the pincher, yeah. um, we've kind of you, you can understand if Mason's in and Dembele comes in. Uh, Mason's been playing regularly. Bentaleb and then someone else comes in. But these are two two different players who don't who haven't played regularly with each other. Um, no excuse. But then. You, you kind of have uh, Mason, who is harrying players, constantly chasing, and that kind of tenacious player, and getting in people's faces. And then uh, you've got Bentaleb, who kind of knows his role, and sitting back and getting the ball, recycling. And then Stambouli and Dembele. Who's the chaser? Who, who's doing this? Who's recycling the ball? I know, I know Dembele is great for he holds on to it much longer than Bentaleb does, huh? and kind yeah. of shielding the ball, and then. Uh, you know, it's it's it's, it's finding that uh, the dynamic. It's, it seems you've got two midfielders <clears throat> that play differently. I mean, Stambouli and and Mason can be compared, but Stambouli can't do the same work that Mason does mm. just because of his pace. I think, but Dembele and Bentaleb are, are very different, and they they bring different things to the game, and, and it did change the way we played, especially as we brought the ball out and winning back position. It wasn't. Uh, possession. It was nowhere near as quick as what we've been used to, and I think Bentaleb, uh, sorry, not having Bentaleb, lent, lent to that definitely. As, as you said about bringing the the key about bringing the ball out, because we have two centre backs who are pretty decent on the ball. Other than Fazio's fuck up against Chelsea, both of them can pick a pass, and you don't need to drop into your own half and collect the ball off the Tongan and Fazio. You can allow them to come forward five yards and then you, Dembele can start five yards further forward. But he's taken the ball off Jan Vertonghen's toe the whole time in his own half and he's automatically dropping us, he's dropping us too far down the field. He needs to be further up the pitch. We've always we've been saying that for a year now about him, though. I just think he needs, he needs consistency. I mean, he'll have 
You'll have one good game followed by one bad one. That seems to be what his career has been over the last, well, since this season at least. I remember against Sunderland, the way he um, hit the post, that glorious shot yeah. at the post. And he had a good game then. And then he kind of falls away again. So I think he needs to find his niche. And as you guys have alluded to already, I think him and Ben Tilebi are probably the only person he can realistically play alongside. Um, also, it says here, we can't recall Cowell or Holtby, so stop fucking asking us about those two. Because they're not coming back. And Holtby is just not as good as I first thought he was. And I don't really see a role for him in our team. Just pretty haircut. Good social media skills, that's it. I think, uh, I think Holtby would probably do be more effective or more similar in, in the way he plays to Ben Tilebi than Dembele would I'm not saying we should bring him back. I'm not saying he's the answer, but I think in the system he might work better than Dembele. But the same thing you've criticised Dembele for is the same thing that Hope he does, which is holding to the ball too long yeah. and over and over elaborates. And I just think it'll just be the same problem again. I'll tell you who doesn't, though, is Carroll. His game is all based on, on over and over. over. <laughs> Are we going to say someone else? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not bringing, I'm not bringing back the song chat again. I know you, <laughs> you guys... I don't believe what you... Don't even mention his name. You can't handle my uh, superior footballing knowledge. It's fine. Um, Carroll, yeah. <laughs> but the fact is, he can't come back. No, he can't, he can't. He can't come back and... Uh, which is, I think, it's a good thing because you can't you can't loan somebody to someone for for half a season, then in January think, oh, you know what, he's doing all right, we'll bring him back. It's, it's, it's not really. I fair, read on Reddit it? that you can bring him back, but it's a huge financial cost. Probably there's like a, a clause involved. But the yeah, big yeah. team to just dis- disabuse it. I mean, if um, Chelsea, yeah. for example, give someone a couple of good midfielders and, so Victor, a, yeah. and then a relegation battle, and then they take him. But back. what I'm yeah. saying is, that if Carol, people are talking about Carol, and especially about his performance at Swansea the weekend against is it Villa. West Ham. West Ham, sorry, yeah. Um, he obviously passed, uh, what was it, 100 and... Actually, it's like 108 passes and 90%... Or backwards. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Carroll does does do... Or he's the type of player that I think would work well in our system. He's very lightweight. I'm not sure how well he's going to be good at uh, winning the ball and, and bits and pieces like that. But suddenly we're talking about Tom Carroll when we haven't been. We haven't been at all. And is that because... He is a good player and he's going to be a Tottenham regular, or is it because the fact that our main two midfielders are gone? I think it's because um, the the replacements for Mason and, and Bentaleb are failing. That's why we, talk, we ended up talking about Carroll. Mm. And um, the, and you, you said about lightweight, um, and we were talking before about me and T were talking about AVB wanting the big, big, bulk, big, bulky centre midfielders. And I think we've been proven by Bentaleb and Mason, they're pretty slight, yeah. but they are our best two central midfielders. And Carroll, it doesn't really matter that he weighs five stone. If, if he can pass a ball and he's energetic and he's progressive, then what does it matter? That's true, yeah. Not well, <laughs> Exactly. No, but that's the thing, because I remember we played Portsmouth in the semi-final, and I think the game after we played Arsenal, and Palacios was suspended. And we were worrying how we were going to manage about Palacios, but Palacios was, you know, was a strength in our midfield, and we had Huddleston and Modric, and we did all right. And now we've got Ben Taleb and Mason, who are both quite, both fairly slight, and they're both, and they're both doing quite well. I've all, my criticism about Cal has always been there's not been very adventurous in this passing. Yeah. There might be a future for him under Pochettino. There might be, but I'm not sure. But Wendy's going to talk about him in the half-time break anyway, so we'll... Yeah, we'll yeah I was going to say, Carol's not here. I don't want to talk about him. Fair enough, we should talk about Harry Kane again. No, I don't want to talk about Harry Kane again. <coughs> well, on, we'll, get on, we'll get on to that. We can get on to Harry Kane again. I want to talk about the uh, lead-up to the second goal. <laughs> lead-up to the second goal. Uh, Ericsson, I, I've, I've said it on social media, 
I'll, I'll say it in the podcast as well. <laughs> the geezer is a fanny when it goes in for the tackle. He could like it, it's. It, I'm not. You know. I'm not going to say it's all down to him, but he played a contributing factor where the ball came out. He controlled it. Then he then he miscontrolled uh, uh, it. Then he miscontrolled it. Mm. And it, and he could have put his foot in there, um, and time and time again, I see him pulling out of tackles, and um, he put. I, I know that's not his game. I, I I know that, but if you don't stick your foot in, then shit like that is going to happen. And Are then you saying it, Ericsson has elements of fuckboyism about his game? <laughs> yeah, about about his defensive game. I have. Yeah, that's what, exactly what I'm saying. And then it went to Zaha, and he completely mugged Walker off. Yeah, uh, and the ball kind of. I, I don't think it was a direct pass. I think it was a deflection that came into yeah. punch and then and then he finished it. But um, and, then yeah. who, and then it was Kapu and fucking Dembele right next to Punchin as well that were just asleep. Yeah, but but like going back to the original point. Sorry, that's all right, man. You're on the podcast. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about these things. That's all right. Is uh, my, my beef with uh, Ericsson not getting his foot in, and I've seen it one too many times. And I'm not happy about it. <laughs> so uh, I didn't realise that was finishing it. Finish so abruptly. It's not a point of view, isn't it? Lack <laughs> <laughs> of complaint. I've, no, I've, no, I've noticed as well when I, when I, bought, <laughs> I can't believe I'm going to say this. That when I'm at Tottenham uh, and I get angry and like if I want Ericsson to go in for the ball or something like that. For some reason, you know, when it's like a Tourette, something just comes out and I can't stop it. And I always say, fucking get in there, Chrissy! <laughs> Chrissy! <laughs> Chrissy! There it's Chrissy! And I'd say, afterwards, I'm not checking myself. I put, put my head in my phone and I'm like, how has that just come out? Chrissy! <laughs> Chrissy! 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 That reminds me of Bill You were so pissed, I'm not sure if you knew what you was doing. Yeah. And you just kept screaming at any time, was... Come on, Tottenham! Please! Please! Just bleeding with the gods. Please! Just, yeah, that does happen quite a lot. Just, <laughs> just, just screaming. And I was like, Rick, like, stop. Stop, calm down. Please! <laughs> Fucking beautiful it was. You don't see that much in a football stadium. A man pleading with an unknown entity. <laughs> Please! Um, yeah, I, 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 we have talked about Ericsson's defensive inability. And he's he's cost to the team, but all players have their. No, you know, no, I know, but uh, it, it 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 led to the it did lead to this to the. Uh, I think the, pos- the position he's playing in, in that kind of the one of the inside forwards, the you know, what would you call them? The wings, wingers, the wingers, if they are wingers, <laughs> inverted wingers, inverted wingers. Yeah, uh, that position requires some defensive capability, and when we have Ericsson and Lamella, you saw how open it was against Leicester when we had both of those two playing. It was. Um, it, it is evident, and it is going to happen. It's just one of the thing, faults in Ericsson. But you think, well, actually, what does he bring to the team, and is it more? It does he bring more than he he gives away in terms of? Yeah, I know, but I, I mean, like, under kind of uh, under Potch's system, it's kind of like attacking and defending as a unit, and every and it's like kind of not playing to um, an individual's. Ability, so it's not relying on that one person or whatever. It's the whole team that works together, and I just think, you know, in time it will probably come. But at the moment, it's like I don't know. I just, I just want to see him get stuck in a bit more. Um, 
Play, maybe play him as a number 10 and he won't have to do any of those defensive he was I, number 10. I think was he, he? he was meant to be but I think um, Capu and Dembele their inability to move the ball you really up. have a problem with him Ford, too, don't you? Oh, you, yeah, you I really, I really do but um, I, you mentioned Lamella I was going to say we actually missed Lamella on, uh, on, on Saturday not as maybe not as a starter that is an alternative because, as I think T mentioned earlier, that he brought he took off Townsend and he ended up putting on Capu, maybe to push Kane out wide and Soldado through the middle. But we missed Lamella. All right, I think uh, oh, we haven't talked about Kane, but what a goal! What a great goal! And I mean, it, the way he touched it with his left foot into space, it's just beautiful, and it was great to see. And I just couldn't believe he'd scored another one. It was just so sad that we can't talk about that goal and wax lyrical about it. I missed the result. It. What happened? Yeah, straight after half time, and I was still kind of saying, Well, I can't drink beer. <laughs> you could have just left them. Yeah, but I was, you know, I wanted to remonstrate. Right. <laughs> <laughs> With um, the, the, the goal was kind of uh, similar to the one against Chelsea, the fact that he, he kind of used the defenders as a shield for the keeper's view. Um, and, and both goals, he didn't like, he didn't strike it with. Uh, as the kind of uh, pundits say, with great venom, mm. but it was kind of the it was like a 60 70 percent power, but it was the accuracy and, uh, and where he's going in that corner. He'd done it against Chelsea and against Palace, it shows his class, didn't it? And yeah. with um, uh, n- not this in other strikers because uh, Defoe, uh, there's a great trick in his book where he would use a defender to, to shield the goalie and then shoot into the opposite corner, all his mate. but. He would do it with all his might. <laughs> and you never knew where the ball was going. Yeah. But Harry has got this kind of... Uh, we're on first team now, Harry. Chrissy. Chrissy, Harry. He's got this kind of ability where he has this fraction of a second where he'll just wait and weigh up and then hit the ball. And it's not just a snatch of whack it with all I've got. Is that cliche if he knows where the goal is? He fucking does. Well, he, he, does. he clearly does. Um, as I'm not smoking, I reckon we should like forego half time and just be quiet for thirty seconds, <laughs> and then we can like put Windy's bit in, and then we can just roll straight into the second half, so I don't have to look at other people smoking. I'm definitely having a cigarette. I'm sorry. Do you know what? You're you're weak. I'm not weak. You are weak. Like everyone says, all these people go on. Oh, I'm quitting smoking because I want to live longer. <laughs> you're weak. You're qu- you're a quitter. That's your problem. Rick, you ever given up smoking? Nah, mate. Give me a pound for that. Yeah, mate. I got cigarettes in my bedside table, which I look at every day, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not weak because I'm beating them. <laughs> you're you're weak because you let society tell you you shouldn't smoke. No, it's not that. It's just. It my, is. My girlfriend told me. We're having a fag. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> is that right? No. Is that right? <laughs> she suggested. Why are you still? Sm- she gave up a year ago. Why are you still smoking? Anyway, don't don't let women control your life. You're a human being. You stand on your own. You smoke if you want to. You're 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 not a quitter. I believe in you. <laughs> At half time, we're dealing with this. No, we're not. No, congratulations. Um, just <laughs> come to my funeral when I'm dead before you. Is all I but say. You, don't you always say you don't eat meat because you're going to live longer than the rest of us? Well, there you go. There's, there's, yeah, we're both dying in the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we've got uh, Wendy now, and he's doing a little special on uh, Tom Carroll. Yeah, Wendy, about to draw the fucking knowledge blood. I see you. I got your back. Hi, Wendy here, back with the weekly youth update, looking at our young players and players out on loan. Starting off with the loan players, Tom Carroll had more touches of the ball and completed more passes than any other Premier League player at the weekend, as Swansea drew one all with West Ham. 
He touched the ball 123 times and completed 99 passes during his 90-minute stint. He's now started five matches for Swansea and should play a few more over January as Key is away on international duty. I've been trying to find out whether Carroll can be recalled. He's on a season-long loan and clubs, according to the FA website, can't recall players on long-term loans. However, that's, uh, that's complicated slightly by the Football League website, which seems to contradict this. So I've emailed the Premier League for clarification. Milos Velkovic was an unused sub for Middlesbrough. We should find out this week whether his loan will be extended or whether he'll be brought back to cover for Nabil Bentaleb. Alex Pritchard played the whole game for Brentford in their 1-0 win over Rotherham. He had a good game by all accounts and hit the woodwork. Shackhall first played 86 minutes in Southend's 0-0 draw with Plymouth. And finally, Grant Hall was a 21st-minute sub in Blackpool's 1-0 win against Millwall. Lee Clark, who signed the defender for Birmingham back in June, is now man- manager at Blackpool. And he said about Hall, he's highly thought of at Spurs, and when I heard that he wasn't staying with Birmingham on loan, I made a move to bring him in. Our under-18s have been in Malaysia playing in the Friends International Cup. Having won our first two matches, we lost our third 1-0 against Estudiantes. We still progressed to the quarter-final, where we played FC Porto, but they pretty much blew us away, going 4-0 up. It really could have been more, and Harry Voss made a few good saves. Kaziah Sterling came on and made a bit of a difference. He scored one, and Shane Harrison scored in the last minute to make it 4-2, but in truth, we were well beaten. I managed to stream a couple of the matches. The most impressive players were the attacking players, Azawi, Georgiou, Harrison and Young Sterling. Some of the defending wasn't too good from Spurs and even Kyle Walker-Peters seemed to struggle with the conditions. The pitches weren't great and some of the weather was tricky to play and it was quite humid. Our under-21s beat West Ham 3-1 last week. Grant Ward scored twice on his return from alone in the MLS and Harry Wink scored the other. Cheetown Spurs on Twitter told me that Ward met up with a bunch of Spurs fans at the Atlantic Bar in Chicago to watch one of the Europa League matches while he was out there on loan. Cameron Carter-Vickers represented the men's uh, US national team under-20 side. They drew one with Guatemala and he scored their goal, scoring a header at the back post from a corner. Southern Cross 10 on the Fighting Cock Forum asked me about Massimo Luongo. He says, I'm just wondering whether you know where we got rid of him. Is it because we got a good offer or did the club just not think he was good enough? I would imagine it was probably a bit of both. Uh, The rumour was that we got £400,000 for him, but supposedly do have a sell-on fee agreed with Swindon. I would imagine the club are now regretting selling Luongo. He's progressing really well. He's played well for Swindon and he played really well for Australia last week. He scored a good header for them as well. And I personally think he could have been pushing for a squad place at Spurs by now. That's it for this week. But if you're interested in more young players, follow me on Twitter at WindyCoys. That's Coys for Come On You Spurs. Second half of the Fighting Cup podcast. Thank you very much, Windy. Cheers, Cheers Windy. Thanks for doing the extra work on Carol, and um, I think you answered a couple of questions as well. Three minute thirty update. Is that what he says? Apparently. So it's no longer. No, not, the, the guitar <laughs> solos have been left behind. Yeah. There was a couple like six minute ones. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, who the fuck do you think you are? I like the echoey ones. I missed those. It was like two Windies. It was You're like, like a calculator. Like, I got Windy Freezing. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> windy Record on the calculator. Use a potato to record. <laughs> <laughs> and smash it against his head. <laughs> <laughs> a quick update on uh, uh, Heroes and Villains, uh, a member of the Fighting Cock Forum. He's pledged not to masturbate at all for the whole of 2015. And um, we, we just basically wanted to support him by mentioning it on the pod each week to, to see how he's going. Um, and as of Saturday... Saturday, he, during the Palace game, he still hadn't wanked. 
he missed the Kane game, uh, uh, Kane, Kane goal. goal, sorry. And, On um, purpose, so that... Well, he said he'd missed it by accident. Maybe he's T. T, are you heroes and villains? <laughs> sorry? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I can assure you that I've, you know... But if he, he hasn't posted since then. Uh, maybe he's dead, maybe his balls exploded. Well, this is what I was thinking, something, some, something bad has happened, and I, I've been reading up on it. Um, actually, someone who told me case case for crazy for no fap. Yeah, there's a website, there's a website. Called no fap, which is a community of people who astronauts. Astronauts. Godspeed. And uh, yeah, no, he he hasn't been heard from Saturday, so either he's wanked and too embarrassed to come back on, and in which case. Don't be embarrassed, mate. Come back. He's done That's well. Fine. He lasted 12 days. Fucking hell. 12 days are long. But I, I think, I, I know, you know you can tell these things deep down in your soul, and I know that he hasn't done it. He hasn't broken yet. So he, there's more to come from this, this no fap Probably update. would have heard it if he had come. He'd come like the, come like the thunder. Like a scary movie. Just like a fire hose. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, so um, we'll, we'll keep you updated as long as he hasn't um, masturbated. But we'll do it. There's nothing, no shame in it. They're actually, on this website, they were talking about how you... Uh, it, was on, it was on the forum, actually, talking about how you can actually reduce your libido to nothing by not masturbating. So you actually go past the, the edge. Past the, sorry, but who past wants the to threshold. have a zero libido? Well, no. No, it's like a, it's like a bad yeah. symptom of not wanking. Because so, then you become, like, what? Asexual? You just... An, an Enoch. Yeah. Unique. 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 Uh, 12 men a day commit suicide. It's thought that it's because we don't talk about our problems. If you're feeling sad or low, talk to someone. It doesn't have to be someone you know. Calm, have a helpline open between 5pm and midnight. The number is 0808 802 5858. If you don't want to talk, then you can go on their web chat. That's open from 5pm until midnight each day of the week. Visit their website, thecalmzone.net. There's lots of really good stories about people, you know, men... Um, dealing with their problems so you know talk to someone or read about other people's experiences it's all helpful uh, their twitter handle is at the calm zone so follow them we've got Burnley and Sunderland two I mean the, the game against Burnley is almost because if we go out after having these two very abject performances it's going to be quite painful it changes, changes the mood and the tone completely and as you don't, it's important to have this kind of solid uh, Solidarity amongst fans, uh, players, that everyone's pulling in the right direction. There's a, there's a positivity at the club at the moment. And I think a win against uh, Burnley to, to play Leicester at home in the next round of the FA Cup, I think that would reinstate some of that belief that may have been lost after the Palace game. Well, I mean, I've heard a, I've heard a few people say that um, from the two games, um, Chelsea and Palace, you've taken three points from the two games. Obviously, it came the other way around. And... It's a case of I'd rather lose to, to Palace than lose to Burnley or Sheffield United for that matter. That's obviously next week. So it's a game... I mean, it's, it's a must-win game. I probably set up for every single game. Hopefully Burnley will drop a few players and make it easy for us. <laughs> but the thing is, I've been... Um, Sean Dyche has been on the radio quite a lot recently. And I've got to say, that he, what he says, it, a lot of what he says makes a lot of sense. And... Um, I, I think he doesn't. I don't think he gets the credit he deserves. He's built like a team. It's, it's mostly British. So it doesn't. 
I don't even think there's one foreigner in his starting eleven most weeks. And um, he's built a team with a really good ethos, a really good belief, and they work hard. And you can, he's, there's, kind of, there's kind of parallels between what he's trying to do and what Pochettino's trying to do with Spurs. I think he talks as, a, as an ordinary human being as well. He doesn't... He's as obviously, opposed to an android. Well, mm. as a lot of football managers are a bit like android... Androgynistic. Androgynistic. Androgynistic look like both man and woman. Yeah, David Bowie, early 70s. The kind of ones I like. Rockwell Ocock? No? Alright. Um, <laughs> I suppose they're not androgynous, are they? They're attractive and confusing. Make your point. I've made my point, that's the point I wanted to make. <laughs> I was getting there in a convoluted way. <laughs> Uh, what was my point? I don't know what I was talking, talking about. about Sean Dyche as a normal human being. I think, I think Sean if Sean Dyche had the looks of um, AVB and stuff, he would uh, he'd be a lot more he'd get a lot more credit than what he does. Actually well, they're get. both ginger. It's International Kisser Ginger Day, so you know, hopefully you know, someone showed him some love. Who's gonna Who's gonna kiss Flav tonight? Fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I have no issue with being ginger. <laughs> I'm not ginger, <laughs> but if I was, I would have no issue. I support my ginger brethren. My girlfriend doesn't know everybody's names. She knows kind of what you look like. She's like... I, I used to fit one. No, but uh, she's the good-looking ginger one. That uh, was what she used what? to What? What she said? <laughs> yeah. Shit, the bed. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I'll take good-looking, but not ginger. Spooky's the shy one. Spooky, shy, bloody hell. Yeah. She doesn't know. <laughs> she has no idea. Nasty little Body shit. in the trunk. That's what we call Spooky behind closed doors. <laughs> Windy. <laughs> Where is that? What's going on? I say we call Spooky put in the trunk because you know double personality. Oh yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so Dyke speaks quite well. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. Dyke does speak well. He's kind of like he's he's Sherwood but with a bit of acumen. Yeah, and a bit of intelligence. Too. I think he's better than Sherwood. Clearly, yeah. Yeah, because he's, he's got a plan, and, and he will only sign players that, maybe because it's a small club, he's, he can maybe have a bit more control than our managers have ever had, but he only buys players which he believes can follow his system. And you can, I'm, I'm not I'm not like a big Danny Ings fan like you guys are, but you can see what he's doing with someone like that. And even like Dean Marnie, Jesus Christ, who would believe that Dean Marnie maybe seven, eight years later after scoring those incredible goals against Everton would still be a Premier League player. Mm. He did play for Holland in the Premier League, didn't he? Yeah, but yeah. they were here for like a minute and then they would disappear again. He's a proper manly man, Sean Dyke, isn't he? Yeah. He's like, he's one of those... Which like, kind? Dyke. <laughs> I'm, saying, I'm not saying Dyche. Why? Because uh, that's not how it's said. <laughs> right, go on. I'm just saying that he's he's a proper manly man. He's like one of the old school characters that, you know, if he's if he's going to turn one out, he'll, he'll have a newspaper under his arm, <laughs> and sit there for a half hour flicking through the funnies and dear Deirdre, and then comes out, unzips his flies, and like zips his flies up, and he's like, right, lads. Let's get on that training field. Leave that 45 minutes. I was yeah. going to say something very similar. <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't want to use a toilet after him, would you? <laughs> no <laughs> no way. No way. But him, I, I, him, Sam Allardyce, Steve Bruce, yeah? After those three, you just, you just leave half an hour, wouldn't you? They, they've <laughs> got some Lincoln loggers right in there, isn't they? I think you're being really unfair on Sean Dyche. I think he's got more Dyke. to him. <laughs> I think he's got more to him than those guys. I well, think than destroying toilets. He, he, yeah, than destroying toilets, than reading Dear Deirdre as he's having a shit. I think he's, he's... You can actually see what he's doing with Burnley, that he has a plan. And if he was... I know Allardyce said this, but if he was if he wasn't English and he wasn't ginger and he wasn't some, <laughs> if he wasn't managing Burnley, 
we would have a hell of a lot more respect. I've got a lot of respect for him. A lot, everything I've heard him say this week, I've agreed with. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, look, we could pick up Danny Ings for nine million, apparently. But I like that. That's a lot of money, given the fact that he's yeah, exactly. he's free in, Jan- uh, in the yeah, summer. Exactly. And I, I think that must be his agent post now, or, or Sean Dyke posting it out. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no worries, Rick. I've got you back. Nine million. I would say three or four million. Yeah. Not because he, he's worth more than that, but uh, you know, what I wanted to ask you just before we stopped for the first half was Thank just you. a quick round the table. What would you value Kane at now, based on if someone wanted to buy him? What what value would you put on him? Shit, man, Just hypothetically, a... given the fact he's English, he's in contract, and he's he scoring goals, yeah. twenty four million. Yeah, what do you reckon? Not twenty four million. I was going to say like this. But, yeah. got, but if you Go think on, what, what? Andy Carroll went for thirty five, that's not that's not normal. Yeah. But we're not we're talking about English players are never normal when it comes to value. Go on, no, where, no. where would you value him at the moment? Probably 16. I was going to say 15, but maybe push it up a little bit. Yeah, to 16, thank you. Yeah. Got each other's backs. So. I, I said 15, 16 as well, but uh, I, I get where you're... I know it's a quick round of the table. I know it's a quick <laughs> round of the table, but you're signing him from Spurs. You're signing him under contract. You're signing him in January. He's, he's, he's 24 million. Fair enough. Yeah. In January, you didn't say January at the beginning. Oh, slip that in. Barty is the only yeah. one that articulated his point. So, uh, yeah, well done, buddy. Win. Win. <laughs> he loves winning. I got it. I'm celebrating inside. Inside, I'm doing laps around the shop. <laughs> so, uh, Mason's probably back for Sunderland. Um, uh, who partners him in midfield? Stan Brody. Really? Well, who else is there? I agree. Dembele. <laughs> <laughs> who else is there? Capu. Yeah, all right. Fair enough. Stan Brody. Alright, that, that's that question. Wendy mentioned about um, about Rose and Davies, and that we thought Davies was the first choice, and now he's in a period. He didn't start against Chelsea, he didn't start against Palace. You know, what do we what do we make of that? Is it tactical? Could be. Maybe Rose has got a bit more pace about him. Maybe Rose is a bit more intense. I think Davies is a bit of a steady Eddie, isn't he? Rose I like I like the steady Eddie though. I, I say me. I mean, I, I, I prefer. We didn't see the Burnley game, and apparently he had a shocker against Burnley. So. It may be that. The, th- the thing is, Davies hasn't he hasn't actually he hasn't actually set the world on light. He hasn't been incredible, and Rose is even though he plays like he's really angry the whole time. He's 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 done all right. He scored a goal, and he does he does offer us a little bit more penetration going forward. I think for a twenty-one-year-old uh, new player to the team, I think Davies has been fantastic. Fantastic is a bit too much. Fantastic from what you can expect of a player even of his inexperience at a club that the size of Spurs. I think he's done what you you could you could most realistically expect. I'm, I'm would dis- you expect him more? I'm not disagreeing with you, but I can see why he hasn't made the left back slot his own. I think for me, Danny Rose, he's got that uh, ing- aggression, intensity, and you know, obviously he 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 wants to make that tackle and. He's kind of uh, he, he's he's always like trying to win the ball back, but um, I think sometimes he gets caught out in his position. Whereas uh, Davies is a bit more measured, a bit yeah. more as we just said, steady Eddie. Um, so that's why I would probably go for Davies. But then I understand that if you bring Rose in, um, his speed and his kind of old days of being a winger and overlapping and putting the balls in, I, I can also understand that as well. Yeah. 
I mean, both of them, but they're fighting. It's quite good to have to have two decent players fighting over one position. It's quite nice, you know. And um, if Davies plays, I'm quite happy. If Rose plays, I'm uh, well. I, I'm quite. I'm reasonably happy if Davies, if Rose plays. So, what right backs do you think are any good then, Flav? Well, because you wanted us to buy one. I do. Us to buy one. I, well, I think Walken probably needs competition as a right back. And he hasn't what, got any. Why did you react so venomously when I said we should get a new right back? It actually wasn't venomously. It was petulant. If <laughs> anything. So, T, explain yourself. What's wrong with buying another right back? I think there are other positions that need players. No. That they need players. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Next point. What about no. Yedlin? You were going to say something about Yedlin tonight, or have you chicken? No, out? we keep we keep getting asked about Yedlin. Like he's ready to to play first team football for Tottenham. He's never been the first choice US right back for starters. It's um, the geezer Johnson. Is it Fabian Johnson? I'd rather us have signed him to be honest, but we are where we are. And Yedlin was raw. He played against West Ham, I believe. He was still. I mean, I think he was he was out of sorts in that game. I think next season is probably more. Is very likely to see more of Yedlin than, than now. I know a lot of people. Why did we buy him in January then? I, I, well, I don't know. Do you reckon? But maybe maybe it's better we buy him in January because maybe he'll have six months and then yeah. a pre-season of with Tottenham to get to get up to speed. I think six months with our development squad, yeah. we're learning the climate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think it's probably it's of more use to him because if he comes in the summer, then he'll have half a season, and yeah. after, by the time walk him out of injuries, Norton looks like he's going. So. I mean, I, I saw Yedlin play for America against Colombia back in 2014, end, end, of, end of 2014, and he looked all right. He, he's not he's not incredible, but he looked decent. Did, in your opinion, did he look good enough to start for Spurs? Not yet. No, they're no, was, did, he, did he look better than Dyer or Norton or Kiriches at right back? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. But he looked better than... He looked better than all of those. Come on, Dyer's Dye been terrible. He's had his know, mo- he's had moments of right back where I, he's been I, I, all over. The absolutely, place. but if Yedlin came in and performed at, uh, at, just at that level, that I, would be worth signing him at alone. I would, at, I, at would, this I would rather play Yedlin at right back than Kiriches or or Dyer, at least because it's this fucking specialised position. At least play him there. I would still like Kiriches at right back. If a Dean Austin's specialised position at right back, the man he was any good. He was terrible. I would, I'd play Yedlin over Dean Austin all day. Tramazani was left back. That was his specialised position. I'd play Yedlin at left back over Tramazani. <laughs> <laughs> when uh, Yedlin um, he, he tweeted that uh, he was in London and uh, he was going round and round about a couple of times and he was lost. Yeah. Um, Must be Milton Keynes around about. So uh, I didn't see him. Uh, so he's obviously got problems elsewhere. Well, so no, because he needs to iron out his uh, roundabout technique and they driving. Then we get to the football. They don't have ra- they don't have roundabouts in America. Everything no, is junctions, grids. So um, I, I, I was driving one. I, I drove from Atlanta to North Carolina, and there was one roundabout, and that's like fucking two hundred miles or something. They don't have them, so I can understand so we, why. So we need to get confused. used to our roads. Yeah, he then, needs to take then, his and, then, and then, then he can play uh, the top. Yeah, then he can play the top. <laughs> <laughs> Jürgen Klinsmann arrived in a Beetle. You know what I mean? Like, he knew the roads, he knew what he was doing. Jedlin, get your shit right. Christian arrived on the tube. He came in, didn't know what the fuck was going on. What have you got, Jedlin? What have you got? What the fuck is going on? (laughs) (laughs) Jürgen Graves used to walk around the halls after everyone's left from White Art Lane, and he's walking around the halls of White Art Lane in the corridors, and it's a bit like The Shining. And he's walking around and he's going, <laughs> what the fuck am I doing here? How the fuck have I ended up with this job? Christian Gross. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. And then 
Levy would turn up and knock on the office. He had shit. Look busy. This is pre-Levy days, buddy. Look busy. Look busy. What? Gross was pre-Levy, wasn't it? Was Was he really? Yeah. Oh, do you know what I mean? Sugar. Sugar then. You had the twins pointing at him and laughing. Yeah. Red rum. Red rum. You're murdering Spurs. Red rum. Um, I imagine Grace is that geezer. That's like, he comes out the underground, you know, he's got like four exits. He comes out and he's like, right, I know where I am now. And he goes down the entrance and comes back out the e- different exit. <laughs> Fucking hell, I'm still in Oxford South. <laughs> <laughs> what's going on now? Right, I know, do that left. Yeah, yeah, right. Goes down, come back. Oh, for fuck's sake. It's like Scooby Doo with, with the doors, isn't it? You know what I mean? Goes to the wrong fucking door. Danny out the Shining did look, look, look a little bit like Justin Edinburgh as well. Did it? That was his last acting role. Really? Really? Yeah, we're, we're digressing massively. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He didn't act again. He's actually a science teacher now. I'm more interested in, in in that fact than anything else we've talked about. Yeah, I think he's done two films and that was it. It's glorious. Dropping the knowledge. OK, so a Sunderland at home, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah Sunderland's yeah. at home. Yeah. Ah, it's got, it's a banker, in it? They, they were they were they really bad against Liverpool. You pissed me off, you two. Like, both oh, of you are like bankers, man. man. <laughs> Stop saying shit like this. It's not me, it's Flav. It's both of you, you fucking idiots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we haven't talked about that. Luckily, we haven't talked about the... Uh, <laughs> what ta- are you going to tell if we get knocked out by Sheffield United? I was just going to call it Tattoo Gate. <laughs> yeah, if we get knocked out by Sheffield United, I'm getting a fighting cop tattoo somewhere on my body. But going back to Sunderland... Um, Don't they... want to talk about that one. My, <laughs> my body. I've, my lost body. A, I've lost a bit of weight. I want to talk about my body. It doesn't wear clothes anymore. It's just, you know, <laughs> I do get home and everything falls off on its own. Oh, my God. What's the thing? Horrible bosses. No, do the Tim Kelly film. God of my... Let's move on. What did you say? Let's get us back on track. I was going to talk about Sunderland, how Brett Cut got sent off against Liverpool. He's going to be suspended. I think Rodwell's injured. Catamol's still struggling. So they've got, like, there's a big hole in their midfield missing and um, I don't think it really matters who we play in centre midfield we just got to watch out for um, Adam Johnson out the door out the door doesn't even, I don't think I really, is, he, is he still playing who cares, who cares I don't even care if he exists got, anymore in this world they got Giacarini who I quite like and they got Adam Johnson and that's about that's about it the rest of my fucking pants do you remember the 5-1 the show we did a salute to Joe and O'Shea in the background. Didn't they go one nil up with Catamol? Yeah, Kerikesh. But what? What? Catamol, not Kerikesh. Adebayo fit now? Or he's in training? You said he was in Italy. Oh, well, no, he's been linked. Is he fit or in training now? He's been linked. He's been linked with a loan move to Parma. Okay. But Palmer don't want to spend 100 grand a week on him. Uh, well, I, I did see, uh, I, I, well, I don't know if Potch actually said it, but that he's fit, he's training, and he's he's nearly ready. Nearly ready, so I don't know what that means. Well, I did buy you up top with Kane just behind. If Adebayo was even half decent, it wouldn't be... Because uh, we prefer Kane just behind the front man anyway. Sherwood made, Sherwood made that work. Yeah, they worked very well but together. My, my question about, because we, it's been mentioned quite a lot about Kane behind the front man, so you'd play... A number nine, Adebayor, Soldado, whoever. Well, the, the only options we got. And then you'd play Kane. Number 10. To the left. To, and then where would you play Ericsson? Yeah, that's the issue. Ericsson that's that's the issue. I was just about so, to bring this. And then who to would the floor. you. I, because. Just quite, right. <laughs> it's, 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 in my head, I'm not, I'm not, I haven't got my tactic, tactics pad with me, but it sounds a little bit unbalanced in my head. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. It does, it does, it does. <laughs> yeah. You know. It, I prefer but, Kane as a striker. Really, I don't know. He's, he's been scoring most of his goals. So of course, yeah, yeah, if 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 like from what a lot that I'm <clears> reading that we're saying, yeah, we need an out and out striker. We got one, man. Uh, Soldado is 
been binned off. We need a striker. And then Kane plays this kind of behind the striker role. Um, where does all all of these players fit in? Where do all the no, others go? Yeah, <laughs> I've got no idea. I don't no know. idea. That's why we played Kane as the number as the number nine, nine and a half, whatever you want to call it. And then we play Lamella, Townsend, Full Chadley, time. either side. Ericsson behind them. We have two midfielders. There you go. Bingo. Can, can, can we stop saying all these numbers? Because I, I don't know where they are. Well, and what they than, mean? It's better than using other equivalents, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, like uh, what? Space Invader. What was it? <laughs> Ramdoiter. Is that a position? Ramdoiter? Yeah, yeah they invade space. <laughs> uh, Alright. Um, I'm going to call my dick a Ramdoiter. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Ricky, I love you so much. <laughs> You're my best friend and I love you. <laughs> Alright, uh, predictions for the Sunderland. At Burnley first. I think we'll win on Burnley's. <laughs> T just wants to be at White Hart Lane till midnight on Wednesday. <laughs> Thing is, I don't know. I mean, obviously, Burnley are... They're going to be concentrating on the league. And I know in the FA Cup, they had uh, quite a strong team out. And I don't know how much they have on rotating or anything like that. But travelling to London on... A we- is it Wednesday? Mm-hmm. Yeah. On a Wednesday, um, obviously... Your eyes are also on the league. I don't know what team they're going to bring down or put out. Yeah. Um, and obviously, we want to progress, and we have a lot more in our locker than they do. So, it's for me, it has to be a comfortable victory. And I say that with kind of like I'm just a bit apprehensive because I know I'm going to jinx it. What score? I'm going to go two 0 Tottenham. Four 0 Spurs, easy, no problems. I saw the league. I, w- I went to the league game. It was tight. I think it'll be tight again, regardless, because he'll make changes. We'll make changes, but I think we'll come through two-one after extra time. I think he's the kind of manager who just think I'm going to go out and win this. Who? Sean Dyke. <laughs> I, d- I, d- I, d- I don't. I d- he'll play it tight. Yeah. I'm saying he'll play a, good, a strong team. I don't think he'll. Um, no. Play a weekend side. Just, about. He, he he, the FA Cup means a lot to him. I don't like think that. he's got the squad to play a weekend side. I think he's got his 16, 17 players. That's it. All right. Uh, so, yeah, I said 4 0. What did you say, one? Penalties. Penalties. That's Penalties. It. Penalties. Oof. All right. Sheffield United. Uh, sorry, Sunderland. 3 <laughs> 1. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with 2 uh, 1 Spurs. I don't think they score this shit. 2 0 Spurs. I think 4 0 Spurs. Okay, so we've got some questions. Um, the first one's a horrible one, and it's a, it, we was going to ask it last week, but it's yeah. kind of it just puts you in a bad position, a horrible feeling. Um, but if you had to choose one, which one would you pick from uh, an Arsenal badge in Spurs colours? So that's white, a, blue, and yellow. Yep, or a Spurs badge in Arsenal colours, which is just red. Um, I don't know. I'd have to. I'd, I'd always pick a Spurs badge, even if it is that colour. But what I don't understand is if it's the Arsenal badge has our colours, we keep our badge with our colours. No, no, no. It's, it's no, one or the other. You've misunderstood. It's a horrendous so, question. It is. It's, oh, okay. So if we if it's the Arsenal badge with Spurs colours, that's that's going to be our badge. Can I change the the? Can I change the badge? Yeah, I, I've, I've seen I've seen I've seen I, what they look I'll like. Tra- I'll change. The didn't make I'll change sense. the Spurs badge to song standing on the on the ball. Oh God! <laughs> with his arms stretched oh, out. <laughs> 
<laughs> you, you really want to? You really want to bring back hashtag Flabsaguna? <laughs> Colombian necktie. What is that? It's where you slit open the throat and you pull your tongue out, so it looks like you've got wearing a tie. Oh, God, I really don't want that. <laughs> All right, I don't want to answer the question. We'll move on. Um, <clears throat> Nikhil. Oh, okay. So uh, Nikhil Saglani, um, he asks, would you be more willing to accept the five pound ticket rise, uh, uh, accept a five pound p- ticket rise if it meant the club were putting the money to, uh, as, uh, to, to going towards Hugo's wages? What? Five pound cup ticket rise. Go for cup games. Uh, all right, but it's a better question if you say, <laughs> if you say, uh, would you basically would you accept a, an increase in ticket prices if it meant paying? to keep someone like, well, it would have been Gareth Bale, but Hugo Lloris. Uh, say if it was a £5 a game. or five... It's difficult because then you sit the president then, because then other people will come in and be like, well, you know, actually I want a bit more, put put some some money on the ticket, more money on the ticket. But yeah. hypothetically speaking, if none of that ever happened and someone said to me, um, can you pay £5 more to keep Hugo Lloris at Tottenham? I'd say no. I would say, I'd no. say no. Completely no. And you can't. What you said about taking that away hypothetically, but you can't because it would set a precedent. And you can't. You can never have a situation where <laughs> the players' demands directly correlates to the amount of money it costs to go in to watch your team. It can't because if it did, we'd be paying a hundred pound more next season. If suddenly the club were allowed and fans are accepting of just saying, "Yeah, pay in what you want." Uh, sorry, we'll charge us what you want, and we'll keep paying in. But we get to keep Gareth Bale, we get to keep Hugo Lloris. The two things can never be connected. And it can never be so important to fans if that is the case, I think. If I've got to pay more to keep you playing for my club, then you can fuck off. Exactly. exactly. That's yeah. all. <laughs> Why don't you pay more to keep me coming in exactly. that stadium so I can sing your name? Subsidise our tickets. To yeah. make the equation easier to digest for, for myself... I'm not going to be giving up my Friday trip to Burger King for £5 per meal. Do you know what I mean? I, I like that. It's the, it's the only escape that I have from life, from my two kids and my wife, and I get to sit on my own and pay that £5 for my burger. Is it Do bacon, I like, bacon those, double? It is a bacon double, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Coke or Fanta? No, Coke, definitely. <laughs> Coke or Fanta. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't want to take that away from, from giving it to... Larice, I, 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 he's a great keeper, and I love him. So you'd but, rather uh, Burger King get it than Larice? Yeah, 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 definitely. You don't even get lettuce. But, yeah, but it's, it's not one. about Burger King, though. It's about my sanity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the thing, is, <laughs> the thing is, is, it's the fact that it's so obvious because we all get taken for a ride with Spurs. I don't want, I don't want to know where my money's going. I'd rather, I'd rather not know. If it goes up... Ignorance is bliss. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, exactly. If, if, if Levy's spending it on hookers and cocaine, then at least if you don't know where it's going. You can just kind of imagine but where it is. I can get is. with that. I can't get with just giving a really rich man more. Yeah, because especially when you're like Hugo and he turns around and Hugo gives us a wave, he's turning around and, and he's that's just like... And, 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 and his got... head is counting one, two, three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's counting the money. Well, this is it. I mean, this is... It, it, it essentially makes us into pound notes rather than human beings. <laughs> uh, and so... It's like that Pink Floyd thing, isn't it? We're breaking a wall. Exactly. We're jumping in. Yeah. I'm sure we're already seen like that. Yeah. Certainly the club, it's really about bums on seats rather than who's in that stadium. I, 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 I'm sure of it. 
Um, so, I mean, to answer the question, I mean, no. It's unanimous, U- no. Unanimously, unanimous. no. Nikhil, think of a better question next time. No, nah, it's a good question. No, yeah, yeah. That's a good yeah. Apologise. Nikhil, <laughs> It's a new year. Apologise. <laughs> I remember at the FBAs when I got in the lift, and I, I was in the lift and I looked round and there was this little guy, and I looked at it. It was Nikhil. Yeah. Like, because I wanted Nikhil to recognise me. For the <laughs> he didn't have a fucking idea who I was. And I was just like, Nikhil. And it was Nikhil, his dad, his brother, his cousin. Oh, he was like, man. everybody. Such a nice man. Uh, Nikhil, nice to meet you. And, you know. Anyway, fuck Are it. Are you going to say like, sorry? Good question. <laughs> <laughs> you never apologise for anything, Sorry, you? sorry, Nikhil. Have you ever... Yeah, okay, you said sorry, just no. Oh, so right, right, we'll move there on. There you go. We'll move on. Uh, Gareth Evans, and I literally don't know what's wrong with this human being. I don't know why he even put the crest in. Well, I, I even put so much effort into it, thinking up something that was uh, so horrible. Um, and T, I'm coming to you first. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Would you flate the entire Arsenal squad live on TV no, or let the starting 11 <laughs> of the Arsenal squad do your mum in secret but no one knows? <laughs> but I know easily. But I know. Yeah, exactly. You know. So hang on. You'd easily let the entire starting eleven of Arsenal pile do, into your mum, pile into your mum, smash her to bits, <laughs> really making our chopped up Alsatian out of her fanny. <laughs> Those pussies. They're not gonna do anything. What? I'd, 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 I'd should should have to take it. But and I yeah, fucking no. It doesn't matter. No, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't blow them. And my mum would have to take one for the same. <laughs> <laughs> She'd want to do it for your sanity, I think. T, why are you holding your hand in your hands? I have a hand in my hands. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, what, what, what he said. That's not an answer. I didn't say, I just kind of like waffled. Yeah, yeah I just, I, I copy your answer. I can't say the words. Rick. <laughs> mum, you're getting pounded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, mum. All right, uh, that's it for the Fighting Cop podcast. Um, does anyone want to anything else to say? Buy some fanzines. Fuck your couch. Fuck your couch. Uh, but yeah, buy fanzines to fightingcock.co.uk forward slash shop. Shop. Um, your article's gone down a storm, Bardi, about Gascoigne. Really? Oh, cool. Yeah, there's really a lot, a lot of good comments about it, a lot of positivity. And but, yeah. No, no, yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> I was going to criticise you, but no, okay. Yeah, please don't. No, I'm not I, there's nothing you can do from when I look at that and look at some of the stuff inside. There's no more you can do to myself. But it's still, it's, still, it's a beautiful product. So well done, Flav. Cheers. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've got actually. You know what? Engineer Al has a. Um, uh, he's putting a night on called Bohemian Ballroom in Brighton somewhere, and <laughs> you, you contact him at Engineer Al. Eighty-eight. Eighty-eight. Yeah, at Engineer Al eighty-eight. Uh, for for information, but if you live in Brighton and you want a an alternative night out, then go to this. Apparently, is he DJing? Yeah, he's, okay. he plays music. Uh, I don't know if he plays his own music, but he definitely plays music. He's working on a new EP as well. He's asked us to mention all this stuff, and he's looking for work. If you if you need any kind of audio work for a good price, um, why don't you hire engineer Al? He's a yid. Get involved. And a big shout out to the guy who had the, um, the hairdressers who got everybody posing with their. Um, oh, yeah, what a He got some clients of his, like three women sitting in a hairdresser's chair. Uh, what's his name? Um, Fuck. Uh, quick, go for his <laughs> I know uh, it's a hairdresser in Stevenage. But then, uh, <laughs> these, uh, it's um, Kenny Arnold1997. At Kenny Arnold1997. Yeah, so if, if you're, you're a Spurs fan and you live in Stevenage and you want your hair cut by another Spurs fan, you don't really want a gooner touching your head. Who does? Um, 
Yeah, so, uh, yes, Kenny Arnold. At Kenny Arnold. It's yeah. Kenny Arnold hairdressing in Stevenage. There you go. A great picture of what he's got his clients holding up every single one of the fanzines, and it's fantastic. And we love you, Kenny. Thank you so much for that. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. Fighting Cop Podcast. Yeah. Ricky, thank you very much. That's all right. Bardi. Thank you. Legend. T. Love you, son. Thank you. And I've been Flav. That's it. I remember at the FBAs when I got in the lift, and I, I was in the lift, and I looked round, and there was this little guy, and I looked, and, I, and it was Nikhil. All hail Nikhil. 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 Yeah, it's Nicky, original bad man, connected up to the eyeballs, no man comfy text, you get there, there, there! That means dead. Nicky, 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 and I love it, I love it, I love Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network.
Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.